Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks, and we consider it a great honor. Uh, you know, Stephanie, we just finished that psalm about being competent in God yesterday and trusting in Him and being still and know that He's coming back, that He's powerful. He's, uh, we, we talked earlier about Him being our safe place, our refuge, all these different things. And then we get to the place of clapping our hands, all ye people, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. I like that word triumph. You know, I used to think for years, I said, you know, if I plant another church, we planted a church called High Falls Baptist Church years ago up in New York, and it's, they changed the name and stuff and ruined it. But anyway, it was great back in the day. Supported a lot of missionaries, loved people. But lately I said, you know, if I ever plant another church, I'm really moving toward the word triumph. We need to have triumph. We need to have victory. It's just another word for victory. But I think there's enough victory Baptist Church, but triumph, to have triumph. Are you feeling triumphal today, my friend, my co-host and uh, cohort and co-worker, Stephanie Wesco? How are you? Well, Doug, feeling triumphant um, depends where your focus is. <laughs> so um, when our focus is on the Lord, there's that hope, there's the joy. Um, when your focus is on um, what's going on around us, I freak out pretty fast. So... Um, but when you read this psalm, when I read this psalm when I and I see that verse 1 and verse 2, I see that happening only when we're in a state of revival. Yeah. When we're in a state of um, being so close to God that yeah. we can clap our hands at the same time acknowledging that God is most high that the god most high is terrible so i think there's a combination there of um yeah of the, this is what revival will look like when we've broken before god and are in in that relationship with him yeah i i think we've reached a place um as a nation with what you're saying i think that's the elephant in the room and we have to say that it's this is after the election this is well after we're recording this uh, like a few days before you're going to hear this. This is close to the inauguration. This is uh, all those types of things. And I, I think there's a lot of people that are looking for revival. I think there's a lot of people that are um, thinking that all the things that are being ushered in right now may have a prophetical uh, piece to them. Now, you know, no one's sure when the Lord's coming back. We're not sure of the exact time and day where... But we are sure of a couple things. We know the next prophetic thing on the calendar is Christ returns, is the return. The preeminent uh, one, the great one, uh, the king is coming. He's going to return. And, uh, and that's next. And uh, so if this is leading us into revival, if this is taking us to a great place, then I'm going to be all right. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm preaching through the book of Philippians just about everywhere I go now. 
I'm just hopping right in and, and, and doing Philippians and talking Philippians and living Philippians and all that kind of stuff. And I, I don't know, but I know this is a, a great psalm, a great time. And I mean, I guess what I, you know, a question I think for you, you're a single mom, eight kids, your kids are smaller. I, I mean, what do you think of the world around you right now? I think it's terrifying. You know, I think we're living in a day that is evil. And more than anything, what God is, um, besides, I mean, I can't tell you how many hours I have spent praying for my country throughout 2020 um, and the beginning of 2021. But what God keeps impressing on me so heavily is the fact and I think I told you this the other day um, that I I felt a peace the other morning and I'm not saying I'm at peace in my body or anything like that. Those things are still there, but the Lord gave me a peace that I had not felt since the day Charles died. And so often I had been struggling and I'm not saying I still don't at times, but with what I felt when after, right after he was shot and um, but God gave me the peace that I had not felt in that way since right after they said your husband's dead. Mm. And I don't know how to explain it. And I don't know why God gave it to me, except to say, he gave me that same peace to say, I'm still in charge. The yeah. same peace he gave me then. And, um, but as a mom, it's terrifying. Um, and I have to keep coming back to around, like you said the other day, Every day is a gift. Yeah. Every day God gives us is still Psalm 11824. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice. We, we rejoice will rejoice and, and be glad, glad in it. Yeah. And God gives us every day as a new opportunity to serve him and glorify him. And Yeah, he does. Whether therefore we eat or drink or whatsoever we do, we're still supposed to do all to the glory of God. And um, you know, it's a hard place to be, um, just being very bluntly honest. And I think it should draw, draw all of us, take us all to our knees, mm. to that place of brokenness before God and where our heart cry for our children, for our churches, you know, God can't heal our nation. He can't pull down the strongholds of sin in our nation when Christians won't let him pull down the strongholds of sin in their lives, when we won't let him pull down the strongholds of sin in our churches. And so that is the burden God has laid on my heart is to show my children what that looks like. Yeah. And I can, Christ has to do it through me, but to show my children what that looks like to go before God and that as a family, we would live in that state of seeking him with all of our hearts and all of our souls and all of our minds. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, the best approach right now is to understand we can get that peace that God gave you when Charles died and now. And that, that he's a great God, that he alone is all powerful, that he, the king, he's the king of all earth. And uh, we're seeing that here. Go clap your hands, all you people. Shout on to God with a voice of triumph. Uh, for the Lord, uh, most high is terrible. I mean, I, I mean, whoa, he is the king on earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under his feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us. 
you know, it's God's call. The excellency of Jacob, whom he loved, Selah, God is going up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet, and sing praises to God, sing praises, uh, sing praises unto our king, sing praises, for God is king of all the earth, sing praises with understanding. God reigneth over the heathen, God sitteth upon the throne of holiness. The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham, for the shields of earth belong unto God. He is greatly exalted. You know, the psalmist saying, even the Jews are getting saved. Even people are getting right, and everybody's going to fall unto me, and I'm the all-powerful God. I deserve praise. Sing out to me with a voice of triumph. Trust in me. And I think you coming out and bearing your heart and saying, hey, these are things I'm feeling. I'm feeling some things right now saying, wow. You know, I did 26 years in the Army, and these people coming in are talking about dismantling police, dismantling the Army, messing with law and order. You know, and it's a lot of it's hyperbole, a lot of it's freakiness, a lot of it's this. But I do know who hasn't changed. I do know the one thing that's not going to change, and that's the God of all the earth. That's, yeah. the, that's the God with the voice of triumph. That's the God when yeah. he speaks, everything stays still. That's the God. I mean, that's where we are in this psalm. I, that's why I love this psalm. Is, yeah. is because, you know, the, the thing that's not going to change is the God of all eternity. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and I mean, oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout on to God. And, uh, boy, folks, we need to be shouting on to God. And then when we see that thing you mentioned a minute ago, the Lord Most High is terrible. Don't be on the wrong side of God. Isn't that what you see yeah. in there? Yeah, it makes me think of Psalm 2, um, which I actually was praying when we were praying, having our symphony of prayer, the Lord brought this to mind. But Psalm 2:11 says, Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. And there's the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of God will keep us in that state of mind where we are wanting to please him, where we are wanting to walk humbly before him, where we are bowing the knee to him. Um, the other night when the kids and I were having devotions together and I prayed, we, we have most devotion times, we will all take a turn praying. And when I prayed, I, I just declared to the Lord, Lord, we're bowing the knee to you as a family now. Yeah. We are bowing to you and submitting to you and humbling ourselves before you now of our own free will and um because every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father but oh that he would find us right now bowing the knee right now saying god we are walking in fear before you where there is that desire of our heart is to please him and honor and glorify him and where we don't want to have sin in our lives that would be displeasing to him, that would make him angry with us in the sense of God is a holy God. He takes sin seriously. And if you don't believe that, you can go through scripture, just read your Bible and see how he has dealt through the ages with those who shook their fist in his face. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I think take you're right. that walk with him seriously. Take it seriously, because look, he's going to subdue the people under us. You want to talk about power. I mean, he's going to subdue these people. He's going to stop them. He's going to silence them. And 
and, and you know that next verse that he shall choose our inheritance for us. He chooses what we get, Stephanie. And uh, I'm glad I don't. I'd make the wrong choice. And, uh, but I'm glad that God does. And I'm glad that my worries don't have to include what God's going to choose for me. He's just. He's fair. He's great. He's the most high God. He's, I'm clapping my hands to him. I'm shouting to him. And, and, uh, and, and that's what this is talking about. And, and uh, I just feel the excellency of Jacob whom he loved and you know Jacob was a knucklehead there a little bit in the Bible and uh, but uh, I guess he he left in a good way here he is being talked about the excellency and uh, you know we go on and God has gone up with a shout the Lord with the sound of the trumpet so what is what do we know in the book of Revelation is Revelation is going to be well actually in Thessalonians is going to be a shout Thessalonians. yeah there's going to be a trump and uh and, and that's going to usher in. That's going to call us home. I mean, we could get that right now, and I, I don't have to worry about I got my bright red socks on. There, It's kind of holes in them. I got the temperature set on like 75 because I'm a little bit cold. And my feet are cold, but I'm hot, you know. And maybe the new beard has given me some more protection up here that I'm not used to having. And so I'm hot in the upper half of my body. I don't know, man. But anyway, this is what I do know. This is what I do know. When that shout comes, I'm wondering if it, is it going to be loud? Is it going to be beautiful? I mean, have you ever thought for a minute what that uh, that shout's going to be like? I mean, is it going to be? Come on! I mean, is it going to be the most beautiful thing? Obviously, it's going to be the most unique thing you've ever heard. I mean, they say when when Christ called for Lazarus that if he had not used Lazarus' name, the whole earth would have, all the dead uh, dead in the Lord would have been there, and the people would have come and. Uh, so, so I think our God is great with a shout and a trumpet. And then singing praises, that's something you're good at. What does it do? Now, being a musician, all right, what does it do when we sing praises to God? What's the benefit of that? I think there's that um, God takes our praise. It's a sweet incense to him. Um, when I think of Paul and Silas when they were in the Philippian jail, they sang praises to God at midnight. And it moved God so mightily, he sent the earthquake. He, he um, broke loose their fetters. It, it freed them from their stocks. God inhabits the praises of men. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's something when you're going through a trial. Um, when I think of singing, when we, left, when we were evacuating from Cameroon, evacuating from the village where we lived. I will never forget um, how the Lord led um, the, the Cameroonian brother in Christ who was driving the van um, that was carrying us. He started singing, He Leadeth Me as wow. we went over the, the very spot wow. when Trump was killed. Hmm. And I remember God brought such a peace. We were all crying. We were all messed up. But God gave us so much comfort through that song. And then we proceeded to sing our way out of Cameroon. <laughs> um, we sang hours and hours of that 12-hour trip to the capital. We sang. And um, it brought joy back to our hearts. It gave us a reason to smile. It gave us encouragement. It gave us hope. And, you know, the Psalms are songs 
And um, I think of the songs God's given us. Yeah. um, The songs we haven't even recorded yet are some of our greatest songs, you know. (laughs) God has given us such good songs. I'm so thankful for that. But that's, yeah, that's singing praises is an incredible thing. And when it doesn't, it says sing praises to God, sing praises. And then it says sing praises unto our king. We're not just singing to the God of the universe. That is who he is. Yeah. He is our king. Hmm. This is a personal relationship thing. There's ownership there, man. Yeah. And um, I think of the song, I am his and he is mine. We belong to him, but he's saying, I belong to you. I'm your king. And the fellowship that we have where he lives in us now how much more should that lead us to sing to him to commune with him and you know sometimes we may not know how to pray but maybe we can sing we can definitely sing and yeah. and, and, and you it's know it's okay if you can't sing on tune it's okay if you don't have a no have it's a not okay you've li- you and, you, you and you and the music killer there has messed me up at one, but that's all right uh, God hears my praises and loves them. That's right. Sing praises to God. Sing praises, sing praises unto the king. Sing praises for, here's the reason. I know I had already read six. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. Now that changes the praise. Understand what you're singing. Understand that he is the great king, the wonderful king, the true and living king, the most high God, the mighty one, the only one, the person that can start our breathing, stop our breathing, uh, the God of all creation. He's that one. And so we need to do it with understanding. And then God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness. And so, you know, I guess Isaiah saw God high and lifted up, right? He saw the train that filled the whole room. Maybe that's something we need to do as a people. Maybe to get through these crazy times, to get through these PTSD and hurting hearts and feelings and all that, maybe we need to see the Lord high and lifted up. And we do that. I always ask you, ha, when you say, I know what you want me to say, that reading the Bible, studying God's word. and uh, But there's more to it than that. Now we add sing praises on the God, reading the Bible, studying God's word, not missing church hearing the preaching, digging in, learning. I was studying the book of Revelation this morning and uh, studying the book of Revelation for the last week. I've been really studying it with uh, one of the podcasts I listened to and going through it. But we need to add that other element of singing praises unto God. It doesn't have to be coherent. You can sing it to yourself. You can walk down the road and sing. I was I was kind of running, walking, slash jogging, slashing, looking real ugly out there in the cold air today. But I can still sing praises to God. And I think we need to be singing praises to God. We need to remember that he reigneth over the heathen. He he reigneth over everything, all of us. He reigneth over those ones who deny him, those heathen that that say he's not true, that he doesn't exist, that uh, he is not the almighty and true God. And then uh, the princes of all the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham, for the shields of the earth belong unto God. He is greatly exalted. So practical side, I've done the last couple. What do we do with this psalm? What what do we leave here with? I mean, what is, how does this devotion end for people who are listening? Well, I think um, there's a powerful thing at the end of verse nine. It says, 
for the shields of the earth belong unto God. He is greatly exalted. The shields of the earth makes me think of the protection, what keeps us, what keeps us safe, um, what, what gives us a reason to not live in fear. And I maybe I'm not totally right on that. But when you sing praises to God, when you come before him, you know, we may not always have the shout of triumph right off the bat. I honestly do not have a shout of triumph right now. <laughs> um, but to know that we can come to God and he's told us to hold up that shield of faith. Yeah. And the shields of faith around the earth need to be held up because they belong to God and he's given them to us as his children. And he's told us, take them up, hold them up. I am God. I'm there with you. We, we learned in Psalm 46, he's our refuge. He's our present help in time of trouble. And to come before him with his word, you know, there's nothing better to sing to God than his own word. That's that two-edged sword. Yeah. And there's nothing better to wield against Satan. You know, we are living in a time where the mask is off. We are at war with Satan very, very blatantly. And we as Christians are called on to hold up the shield of faith, to pray always with all prayer and supplication. You know, singing is a form of prayer. When you are doing it with, in glorifying God and seeking him, that is holding up the shield of faith and it's looking to God and trusting him. And we have to do that. Yeah, yeah. And we we have to do that. And we, we have to change. We you know, uh, folks, and this is important. This is something Stephanie and I were talking about probably a few times this week. And as we have our, our, our many uh, work conversations and talks and things of that nature. But you know what? You know what's coming to my mind? And it's something Debbie and I were talking about the other night. And Debbie said something to the point of, you know what? I'm over it. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to do this. And, and then the practical side is... If you can't do anything at all, if this is crippling you, if the current political situation, if the current country situation, if the current craziness, if the current everything has let you down and you're bad, just go somewhere and pray. And if all you can say is God, you know, he knows. Uh, I prayed with a guy one night. He had just lost his wife. I mean, the, the world was upside down for him. I sat in his house in Florida, out in the middle of alligator country. He was in the middle of an orange grove. It was a preacher. It was... Uh, many year a missionary wrote a couple Christian songs, uh, good songs, and uh, but was really known as a preacher. I won't call his name, and a great man. And his wife had died, and couldn't find his son. I mean, life was upside down for him. And uh, and and I got sent. I was visiting a church, and I went with one of the pastors to see the man. And as we sat out there in the middle of nowhere, I remember we ended up on his porch. It was like a seventy degree night, just beautiful. And uh, he was crying, and. Uh, I said, brother, can we can we just pray? And he said, yeah. And I tried to pray as well as I could to bring some kind of semblance to him and peace to him and so, in some way to help him. And I tried to do that. And, uh, and then when I stopped praying, he said, God, you know. And let me tell you, there were no truer words spoke. And as he wept and as he went through the things he went through, God you know was enough. God you know was was everything. And, and, and I mean, 
you know, God knows exactly what was in that man's heart. God knows exactly what his loss was. God knows exactly. So, folks, over these next weeks and days and years and whatever God has for us, and uh, God, there's still a lot of world we got to reach. Let's go out and reach them. There's still a lot of people we got to help, and um, you know, let's let's help them. Let's do what we can do. Let's get through all the craziness and. Let's just do what we can do, say what we can say, be what we can be. And I think Stephanie, you know, has a good song for us. We know the King is coming. We know that Christ is coming. We know, uh, we don't know when it'll be, but we know it's soon. There'll be a shout and there'll be a trump. And uh, I'm telling, and I got to tell you a funny story. It's probably kind of inappropriate, but people are used to my inappropriateness and your professionalism. So I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, So... So the, this guy, the music leader, went to use the restroom and all of the brass section of the church got together and snuck into the restroom and went under their breath, one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah, there was a shout that night, but it was the wrong trump and it was the wrong shout. And uh, it scared the devil out of that guy. But anyway, anyway, Stephanie's got a song for us. I just happened to witness that. That was a good witnessing. Stephanie's got a great song for us uh, to help us to remember these things, to put these things to our heart. What song are you going to sing? Um, I'm going to sing the chorus of The King is Coming. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, the King is coming. The King is coming. I just heard the trumpet sounding, and now his face I see. Oh, the King is coming. The King is coming. Praise God, he's coming for me. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.